Section 12 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 7. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Daniel Vermont. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 7, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section 12. When it was the six hundred and seventieth night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the two men ended the tale of Fakhartaj with these words, And we left her upon the bank of the river Jaihun. Now, when Kharib heard this, he bade bring the astrologers, and said to them, Strike me aboard of geomancy, and find out what is come of Fakhartaj, and whether she is still in the bonds of life, or dead. They did so, and said, O king of the age, it is manifest to us that the princess is alive, and hath borne a male child, but she is with the tribe of the Jeanne, and will be parted from thee twenty years. Count, therefore, how many years thou hast been absent in travel so he reckoned up the years of his absence and found them eight years and said there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great then he sent for all sabur's governors of towns and strongholds and they came and did him homage now one day after this as he sat in his palace behold a cloud of dust appeared in the distance and spread till it walled the whole land and darkened the horizon so he summoned the two marids and bade them reconnoitre and they went forth under the dust cloud and snatching up a horseman of the advancing host returned and set him down before kharib saying ask this fellow for he is of the army quoth kharib whose power is this and the man answered o king "'Tis the army of Hirat Shah, king of Shiraz, who is come forth to fight thee. Now the cause of Hirat Shah's coming was this. When Kharib defeated Sabur's army, as hath been related, and took him prisoner, the king's son fled with a handful of his father's force, and ceased not flying till he reached the city of Shiraz, where he went in to King Hirat Shah, and kissed ground before him whilst the tears ran down his cheeks when the king saw him in this case he said to him lift thy head o youth and tell me what maketh thee weep he replied o king a king of the arabs by name kharib hath fallen on us and captured the king my sire and slain the persians making them drain the cup of death and he told him all that had passed from first to last. Quoth Hirajah, Is my wife well? And quoth the prince, Kharib hath taken her, cried the king. As my head liveth, I will not leave a Badawi or a Moslem on the face of the earth. So he wrote letters to his viceroys, who levied their troops and joined him with an army, which, when reviewed, numbered eighty-five thousand men. Then he opened his armories and distributed arms and armor to the troops, after which 
he set out with them and journeyed till he came to Ispanir, and all encamped before the city gate. Hereupon Kailajan and Kurajan came in to Kharib and, kissing his knee, said to him, O our lord, heal our hearts, and give us this host to our share. And he said, Up, and at them! So the two Marids flew aloft high in the lift, and lighting down in the pavilion of the king of Shiraz, found him seated on his chair of estate, with the prince of Persia, Ward Shah, son of Sabur, sitting on his right hand, and about him his captains, with whom he was taking counsel for the slaughter of the Moslems. Kailajan came forward and caught up the prince, and Kurajan snatched up the king, and the twain flew back with them to Kharib, who caused beat them till they fainted. Then the Marids returned to the Shirazian camp, and drawing their swords, which no mortal man had strength to wield, fell upon the misbelievers, and Allah hurried their souls to the fire and abiding place dire, whilst they saw no one and nothing save two swords flashing and reaping men, as a husbandman reaps corn. So they left their tents, and mounting their horses barebacked, fled and the Marids pursued them two days, and slew of them much people. After which they returned, and kissed Kharib's hand. He thanked them for the deed they had done, and said to them, The spoil of the infidels is yours alone. None shall share with you therein. So they called down blessings on him, and going forth, gathered the booty together, and abode in their own homes. On this wise it fared with them. But as regards Kharib and his lieges, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the six hundred and seventy-first night, she resumed, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that after Kharib had put to flight the host of Khirajah, he bade Kailajan and Kurajan take the spoil to their own possession, nor share it with any. So they gathered the booty and abode in their own homes. Meanwhile, the remains of the beaten force ceased not flying till they reached the city of Shiraz, and there lifted up the voice of weeping, and began the ceremonial lamentations for those of them that had been slain. Now King Khirajah had a brother, Siran the sorcerer Hais, than whom there was no greater wizard in his day, and he lived apart from his brother in a certain stronghold called the Fortless of Fruits, in a place abounding in trees and streams and birds and blooms, half a day's journey from Shiraz. So the fugitives betook them thither and went in to Siran the sorcerer, weeping and wailing aloud. Quoth he, O oh, folk, what careth you weep? And they told him all that had happened, especially how the two Marids had carried off his brother, Khirajah, whereupon the light of his eyes became night, and he said, By the virtue of my faith, I will certainly slay Kharib and all his men, and leave not one alive to tell the tale. Then he pronounced certain magical words, and summoned the Red King, who appeared, and Siran said to him, Fare for Ispanir. 
and fallen Kharib as he sitteth upon his throne, replied he, hearkening and obedience, and gathering his troops, repaired to Ispanir, and assailed Kharib, who, seeing him, drew his sword Al-Mahik, and he and Kailajan and Kurajan fell upon the army of the Red King, and slew of them five hundred and thirty, and wounded the king himself with a grievous wound, whereupon he and his people fled, and stayed not in their flight, till they reached the fortalice of fruits, and went into Siran, crying out and exclaiming, Woe! and Ruin! And the Red King said to Siran, O sage! Kharib hath with him the enchanted sword of Japhet, son of Noah, and whomsoever he smiteth therewith, he severeth him in sunder, and with him also are two Marids from Mount Caucasus, given to him by King Murash. He it is who slew the blue king and barkin lord of the Carnelian city, and did to death much people of the Jin. When the enchanter heard this, he said to the Red King, Go, and he went his ways, whereupon he resumed his conjurations, and calling up a Marid by name Zuazia, gave him a dram of levigated bong, and said to him, Go thou to Ispanir, and enter King Kharib's palace, and assume the form of a sparrow. Wait till he fall asleep, and there be none with him. Then put the bong up his nostrils, and bring him to me. To hear is to obey, replied the Marid, and flew to Ispanir, where, changing himself into a sparrow, he perched on the window of the palace, and waited till all Kharib's attendants retired to their rooms, and the king himself slept. Then he flew down and going up to Kharib, blew the powdered bong into his nostrils, till he lost his senses, whereupon he wrapped him in the bed coverlet, and flew off with him, like the storm wind, to the fortalice of fruits, where he arrived at midnight, and laid his prize before Siran. The sorcerer thanked him, and would have put Kharib to death, as he lay senseless under bong, but a man of his people withheld him, saying, O sage, and thou slay him, his friend King Murash will fall on us with all his ifrits and lay waste our realm. How then shall we do with him? asked Siran, and the other answered, Cast him into the Shaihun while he is still in Bang, and he shall be drowned, and none will know who threw him in. And Siran bade the Marid take Kharib and cast him into Jaihun River. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the six hundred and seventy-second night, she resumed, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the Marid took Kharib and carried him to the Jaihun, purposing to cast him therein, but it was grievous to him to drown him. Wherefore, he made a raft of wood, and binding it with cords, pushed it out, and Kharib thereon, into the current, which carried it away. Thus fared it with Kharib, but as regards his people, when they awoke in the morning, and went in to do their service to their king, they found him not, 
and seeing his rosary on the throne awaited him a while but he came not so they sought out the head chamberlain and said to him go into the harim and look for the king for it is not his habit to tarry till this time accordingly the chamberlain entered the seraglio and inquired for the king but the women said since yesterday we have not seen him thereupon he returned and told the officers who were confounded and said let us see if he have gone to take his pleasure in the gardens then they went out and questioned the gardeners if they had seen the king and they answered no whereat they were sore concerned and searched all the garths till the end of the day when they returned in tears moreover the two marids sought for him all round the city but came back after three days without having happened on any tidings of him so the people donned black and made their complaint to the lord of all worshipping men who cloth as he is fain meanwhile the current bore the raft along for five days till it brought it to the salt sea where the waves disported with Kharib, and his stomach being troubled threw up the bong then he opened his eyes and finding himself in the midst of the main a plaything of the billows said there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great would to heaven i wot who hath done this deed by me presently as he lay perplexed concerning his case lo he caught sight of a ship sailing by and signalled with his sleeve to the sailors who came to him and took him up saying who art thou and whence comest thou he replied do ye feed me and give me to drink till i recover myself and after i will tell you who i am so they brought him water and victual and he ate and drank and allah restored to him his reason then he asked them o folk what countrymen are ye and what is your faith and they answered we are from karaj and we worship an idol called minkash cried kharib perdition to you and your idol o dogs none is worthy of worship save allah who created all things who saith to a thing be and it becometh when they heard this they rose up and fell upon him in great wrath and would have seized him now he was without weapons but whomsoever he struck he smote down and deprived of life till he had felled forty men after which they overcame him by force of numbers and bound him fast saying we will not slay him save in our own land that we may first show him to our king then they sailed on till they came to the city of karaj and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of section 12 recording by daniel vamont in osaka japan